Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Flashbank Podcast. This is episode nine. I'm John Arisa, your host of the Flashbank Podcast. And uh, I think today we're going to have a, a very exciting uh, uh, show. Uh, we're going to have Dan Freed making a return visit to the podcast. Dan is our national sales director for Flashbank. And we'll be talking about common objections and rebuttals in sales, something that uh, comes across every sales agent, things of, of mind and things that... Uh, is going to be um, a great experience for those that are listening. Some good tips, uh, always from Dan, and uh, in helping you in your sales uh, process here with Flashbank. And uh, visiting us for the first time from the beautiful South Beach, Florida beaches of uh, Boca Raton, Florida, is Austin Knapp. First time here in California and Northern California in our our west coast man good to have you here thank you exciting to uh to be out here in the california office see how see how everything's getting done over here it's uh, it's been good so far well welcome man so uh, you know we're just going to dive right in here austin and uh you know you've been with flashbank as a recruiter for i guess it's almost coming up on a year now right a little over a year, a actually. Over a year right? i know it's been moving fast yeah yeah i mean it's it's uh, been happening so fast we've been having a good time and everything and you know, you're one of our superstars in our recruiting department for Flashbank. We're very proud to have you, guy. And uh, you know, uh, you know, some of the first steps in in succeeding as a, as an account executive. And you talk to the, uh, a lot of prospects uh, through the various channels that we utilize. And you know, on on getting their foot into the industry uh, in in merchant services, what certain qualities, Austin, do you look for in candidates when you're you're on the phone talking with them? Uh, about the flashbank opportunity, you know, what certain qualities, uh, you know, triggers you and, you know, gets the, uh, gets the conversation going to where you, you feel that, uh, you know, I think I might have somebody here that can uh, do this uh, with flashbank. Yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, I think, I think some of the biggest things are being easy to talk to, you know, just being a big people person, you know, communication skills, because, you know, with the training programs we have, you don't have to have years of, of industry experience. But when I hear someone, you know, that's I'm talking to and the conversation is flowing and it's going well, you know, someone I'm like, I could see them, you know, having a good conversation with a merchant and, uh, and being able to get something done here. So definitely being a big people person, you know, and someone who uh, you can just talk to very easily. How many seconds or how many minutes uh, into uh, the initial conversation would you say that, uh, that you have something that you can actually carry a good conversation with and really yeah. get down into the nitty gritty? How, how soon does that happen here for you? So a lot of the times, you know, it can, it can happen quick, you know, with their introduction, with how they're, uh, you know, introducing themselves and how they answer the phone. You know, some of that stuff comes right off the bat. Now, there's a couple of cases where, you know, they kind of, are a little nervous to start with, you know, so once they open up, sometimes it'll take a little longer, but yeah, usually off the bat, if they're, you know, like cheerful and they sound like, you know, happy to be on the phone and that they're, they're interested in everything like that. So usually pretty quickly. You know, and, and that does happen like that, you know, because, you know, these applicants that we get through the various channels that we have, uh, they're being bombarded by everybody, all kinds of yeah. different recruiters from different industries and whatnot. And, uh, you know, how do you break it all down here for them to get them energized and get them excited on the uh, sales opportunity with Flashbank Austin? 
Yeah, you know, I just let them know uh, about everything that we can offer. You know, I talked to them about, you know, what what happens for them, you know, with compensation, what they be doing, you know, the flexibility of the schedule, being able to go out and, you know, just meet people in your area. You know, so that obviously has to be something that that they're interested in, which goes back to being a people person on um, the compensation, of course, all the way you get paid in the residual income. So I just kind of let them know, you know, not only everything we offer them, but also everything we offer merchants and businesses, you know, how we want to help them save money. So I just kind of give them the, uh, the full picture and then they can see, uh, you know, what the opportunity is and how much that we can offer. You know, uh, people in general, they get, they get nervous about any kind of formal interview. <laughs> I, man, I, can't, I can't even begin to tell you how many interviews I've been in in my life. And I've been doing this for a while here and, you know, I've been in, in professional operations for a long time and been interviewed uh, by many. But, uh, you know, what tips would you offer somebody um, uh, as far as a prospective agent on, on how to how to ace their um, their initial conversation here uh, with you? As corny as it might sound, I would just say to be yourself. You know, you don't need to, to try to put on a, a facade or try to, like, act different, you know, because if you end up coming on board, you know, this is going to be what you're doing. So you're not going to want to have to act differently all the time. So just be relaxed, be yourself. You know, if it's uh, if it's the right opportunity, then, uh, you know, I'll know it, they'll know it and uh, and it'll just happen. But I would say, you know, not to try to overthink it, not try to put on a, a different face or a different personality just to, to be themselves. And we'll see if it's uh, it's a good fit. Absolutely. You try to bring that, uh, that certain quality uh, about, uh, you know, that person that you do have on the phone to see if this is going to be a good fit here for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it, this opportunity, is, it, it's not for um, it's not for the meek. It definitely is not for the meek. So, yeah. uh, you know, if, if you if you have that certain personality, maybe a bubbly personality or, you know, definitely if you like people and people like you, I mean, this is going to be a, a, a great uh, uh, career path here for that, that person. So how do you how do you bring that uh, that certain bit of, uh, of that person personality out? Awesome. Because you've been doing a, a heck of a job since you've been with us here at Flashbank. So, you know, walk us through a couple of your successes that you've done with maybe somebody that you can think of off the top of your head that may, may have started off a little tricky and then it, it kind of worked into a way of doing something. And then, you know, then they wind up producing and making money with us. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I would say, you know, some of the, uh, some of the initial things I'll do, especially when someone might start off a little more reserved is to, you know, maybe not just dive right into the details of position, but to have like, like a regular conversation, you know, Hey, how's your day going? You know, what have you been up to? You know, tell me a little bit about yourself, which kind of gets them more relaxed and more themselves as opposed to just saying like, this is what we do. This is who we are. Try to have some, you know, conversation with them outside of the actual position before we kind of get into the nitty gritty of it all. And that'll open them up. And then when I'm talking to them, you know, also asking questions that are not just yes or no, you know, something like, tell me why you think you could do this or something like that, because then it'll show me that, a, why they think they could and if it's, you know, a really solid reason and what their answer is, because that could say a lot about if they could truly be successful here or not. So I would say it has to do with, you know, asking questions that'll get them to really think about if this is what they want to do, as well as having some, you know, just initial opening conversations just about who they are and, you know, what their day or experience in life has been like. And just about anybody can do this, right? I mean, anybody can, can become an, an agent. Uh, of ours in in flashbang right yeah. even if it's, if it's somebody that's a, maybe a blue collar worker maybe drove truck or worked in a warehouse or did 
something uh, else uh, way outside the realm of, of sales. But you know, given you know that opportunity that we that we do for uh, new sales agents, I mean, we, we can we can literally train somebody from from the ground up. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know a couple agents that uh, that I brought on, you know, that have submitted multiple deals. They uh they haven't had sales experience in the past. You know, it's more just about wanting to do it. And then, you know, like we were talking about being that people person, you know, even if you haven't had sales, if you enjoy talking to people and like what you were saying, if you like them and they like you, then, you know, we have the training, you know, you're going to get the access to our training portal, where there's a number of videos and resources there. You're partnered up with a sales director who was in this position. So they really know it inside and out, and they're going to be able to train you and mentor you. So you'll have all the resources you need. If you haven't been in the industry or sales, you know, it's really just about, being motivated, you know, being a people person. And uh, like you said, anyone can do it if they, if they want to put their minds to it. You know, walk, uh, somebody that's listening for the first time has an interest in, in, uh, in this opportunity, Austin, and uh, how would the process go? How would you explain the process to them on from uh, initial conversation, then getting more into the in-depth? What, what can they expect here from you when you, when you're on the phone with them? Yeah. So, you know, after I, you know, kind of talk to them and establish that baseline connection, I'll, I usually start with a little bit of background about us, you know, how we're nationwide, how long we've been around, and then the, uh, the broad overview of our industry, you know, we're in the merchant service industry, let them know exactly what that means. And then I'll kind of jump more into what the day-to-day looks like about, you know, visiting businesses, visiting merchants, talking with them about the, uh, the resources and the opportunities that we can have for them and what we can offer, let them know about, you know, getting that merchant statement, working with the sales director will kind of cover all of that, which will take me into the training. And then I'll discuss with them how, you know, you're going to have all the resources you'll need to, to dive in deeper with everything we just discussed because of our training portal, because of working with that sales director. And then I'll usually open it up to some questions that they might have, or I'll ask some reflective questions like why they could see themselves doing this. Then after we go over some of those questions, then I'll usually talk into uh, everyone's favorite part, which is going to be the compensation, you know, especially in a uh, sales position, you got to be motivated, especially with, uh, with compensation. So I'll break that down, kind of explain to them all the different ways they could get paid, which there are numerous ways, you know, including uh, monthly residual income. And then, uh, then I'll kind of ask them again, you know, what their thoughts were on the opportunity, if it is something they could see themselves doing. And then, uh, yeah, that's how it kind of works from there in a, in a very brief sense. Now, can an agent, let's say they've got a, a really good, uh, you know, full-time job and they want to do this even on a, on a part-time to make some strong incremental income, can they, they can do that, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, something that our, that our agents love is being able to set their own schedule. You know, so if you do have that full-time job and you want to make some more money, uh, you know, get a second stream of income going, that is something that we see here all the time, you know, and we're going to work with you. And uh, when you do put the time in, you'll get to, to reap the benefits of the businesses that you're signing up. How often does that come up when you're talking with, uh, with prospective new agents? Yeah, it, a it, uh, time opportunity, perhaps. It does come up pretty often, you know, because a lot of uh, a lot of our consultants, you know, and our agents, they, uh, they either, like you said, they might be in a full time job and they're not sure if they're ready to to 100% take that leap. So they'll test it out part-time for a few months and then they can know that, wow, I did this for a few months. I'm making good money. Let me uh, let me put more hours in because I'd make that much more. Or they're already doing another part-time job and they're looking for another part-time, you know, to have multiple different streams of revenue. So that is something that, uh, that I see often comes up a lot. You talked about support a little while ago uh, 
here, Austin. And, you know, what kind of support can uh, a new agent expect uh, from us as, as far as uh, becoming a new sales agent with Flashbank? What kind of support can they expect from us? Yeah, of course. And so there's uh, there's a lot of different support uh, systems here. You know, one that I mentioned already is that training portal online. So there's a number of educational videos, uh, training videos, additional resources of that nature. So they're going to have full access to that ongoing. You know, if a couple of months they want to go back and rewatch some things, they can always log back in and they'll continuously take advantage of that. You also have the recruiters like you and I, you know, just because we speak to them that initial time, it doesn't mean contact is going to end there. You know, we're going to follow up with them. They always have our numbers so they can reach out to me personally with any questions or information they need. And then on top of myself, you have that sales director that they're going to be working with who knows the industry like the back of their hand. And so, you know, they're going to have that resource there, which, you know, they're going to be able to get all of the information and knowledge about how to be successful through myself, through the sales director, through the training portal. So there's a number of different support systems here to, uh, to make sure that they are successful. Austin, uh, you know, it, it, we're just so very proud to have you uh, with uh, our company, with, with Flashbank Solero, and, uh, and joining us for this episode nine of the Flashbank podcast. So uh, very proud to have you. Some great tips that you've given to new prospective agents. And hey, we'll have you back on again. Okay. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. You got it, my friend. You got it. Well, next up, we'll, be, we'll have uh, Dan Freed, National Sales Director for the Flashbank uh, podcast. Uh, Dan is the National Sales Director of West Coast Corporate Offices of Flashbank here in the San Francisco Bay Area. And we'll be right back with Dan. Flashbank.com has everything you need to jumpstart your career in sales. Check out our blog for new sales tips every month or browse our payments devices under solutions. Head to flashbank.com today. All right, here we are again uh, on the Flashbank podcast. We have Dan Freed, uh, National Sales Director. We'll be talking with Dan Freed about some of the most common objections and uh, rebuttals on um, some things that are going to you're going to come across as a uh, as a sales agent with Flashbank. And Dan has got a wealth of information. And uh, Dan, let's dive right in. Some of the what would you say, Dan, would be some of the most common objections that sales agents uh, come across? You know, with this particular industry, you're not going to be faced with too much out of the blue. Um, so what I can tell you this is that, you know, the top three, uh, number one, you're going to hear about contract lengths, right? If uh, they were in a contract beforehand and they didn't want to go ahead and get into one again, um, not want to be burned in uh, being put in another one. So you're going to hear about the contract length aspect of this, which is something that we can definitely work around. Um, you're going to hear about termination fees. Termination fees are definitely a, uh, a topic of discussion. If a merchant has to bail from their current to jump to another, regardless of whatever kind of deal you can throw their way, if they have to pay to get out of it, that could be cause for concern. Um, and then you're going to hear about equipment, right? Well, look, if I go ahead and jump on with you, Johnny, I have to go ahead and give my equipment back. Times are tough. We're getting through COVID. I just do not have the capital to uh, you know, go ahead and fork it over for another piece of equipment. So, Really, those are the big three, contract lengths, termination fees, equipment. Now, good thing is, is that as long as the deal looks right, really nothing we're not going to be willing to do as long as it makes sense. Meaning if we have to uh, bend on our contracts, go from three to two years, two years to one year, or even go month to month, easy, right? Talk to your sales director, we can make it happen. Um, if they're going to be bellyaching about a cancellation fee, our goal is to hopefully have the 
savings on the cost analysis supersede the cost of a termination fee. So it's not even a topic of discussion, if you will. If it still is after that point, we'll uh, go ahead and assess what we can do, see how much the cancellation fee is, see if merchants willing to put something in, if uh, the company is as well, meet in the middle. Either way, uh, we're not going to leave the deal on the table if it is worth doing business with. Um, it means we have to go ahead and come out of pocket fully. These are things that we can go ahead and assess too. And then on the uh, equipment aspect of this, right? Most of the deals that our sales partners write are going to be coming by way of free loaners, right? So if they have to give their current terminal away, we want to give them something comparable uh, if they're not willing to buy or lease. And we do have free loaner programs. Just make sure you talk to your director about that. We'll find a shoe for pretty much any foot out there. If that makes sense. You know, Dan, I mean, those are all key points here. And, you know, no one, nobody's ever said that the journey to become a successful sales agent is filled with the word yes, right? I mean, you're going to come across so many different uh, uh, types of people uh, when you're out there talking with the merchants. Uh, you're going to uh, come across maybe somebody that could be very abrupt and they don't even want to have a conversation with you. Now, with that being the case, let's say, uh, an agent goes into a place of business and, and somebody's being very short, doesn't want to even carry a conversation. What, what would you say uh, as, as a suggestion, because you've been doing this for a long time, Dan, uh, on, on how to overcome that? The, the place that I come from is, you know, my first six years were out there in the field. So I, I know a thing or two about getting door slammed in my face and having to kind of figure my approach out um, through more trial and error than I care to admit. Um, so one of the big takeaways here is that, you know, especially for those that are, that are working on my team um, and, and some other teams here is that we're going to give you advice based on the agents and, and, and what you guys go through because we've been there. I can tell you this is if you're coming into a business and you're getting stonewalled right out of the gate, you got to look at the approach you're taking. If you're coming in there as salesperson to business owner, you're probably going to be treated as a business or sorry, as a, a salesperson. So a big, a big, I would say the image that I want to make sure I'm putting out there is that um, maybe I'm not, not there solely to talk to the merchants uh, about business. Maybe I'm there to purchase something. I got an appointment down the road, uh, but wanted to rub some, uh, you know, rub shoulders with a few of the other local like-minded business owners out there. But I want the notion being that I'm a business owner myself. Now, regardless of how long or how short I've been in this business, Matt Merchant has no idea how many accounts I've closed or I haven't closed. Right. So, you know, it's, it's the perception. You make that perception a reality. You walk into that business, you have to have that mentality that you've closed a thousand deals. You don't need that business, right? If you're able to go ahead and strike up a conversation and turn it into your direction, you want that merchant feeling that your time is the most valuable part of this conversation. Not that it's not you know, worth their time, but your time is definitely more valuable than theirs. So if you're going in, business cards in hand, briefcase, suit and tie, and go right for the kill, uh, why I will uh, applaud the uh, the uh, the willingness to be that forthcoming. I'd say you have to dial your approach back, right? This is all about relationship building, and the fact of the matter is, is that people buy from people they like a hundred percent of the time. No one's going to make a purchase, especially for the uh, such a vital part of their business, if they do not have some kind of trust, confidence, and a liking for the person that is potentially setting them up. So. You know, understand this. This is not the uh, the nature of the one call close when it comes to our industry. In a perfect world, yes, uh, you know, it'd be great to walk in and walk out with a deal every time. But this is building blocks. You're you're starting from a place unless you have a lot of listings from a previous business endeavor. The chances of you walking in and walking out with a deal right away, it's not going to be that much of a common theme. 
So it might take five times. It might take eight times. It might take 10 times. But the point is, is if when you want to go ahead and break those walls down, that first initial conversation to go ahead and just break the ice, your mentality should be to get a, just a, a finger on the pulse of the business. If you're walking into a coffee shop at 830 in the morning, walk your happy butt right back out of that business because that is not the time to talk to that merchant, right? That's their rush. It's they don't want to be sold on anything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you got to pick your battles. You got to, you got to read the room. If you will, if you're in this business and you feel that you uh, getting rejected your first time going into that business, and that's going to be kind of the end all be all, this is probably not the business for you. That's just the harsh reality. Right. But look at it as an opportunity. By you getting stonewalled a couple times, trying to figure out your way, you know, that could be a business that is providing you with 50, 100, two, three, 400 bucks a month for the next 10 years or however long you have that account for. So at the end of the day, you, you guys have to understand that, you know, these, these people, they have to like you, right? It, it might not happen overnight. Any of us, uh, you know, I'm sure all of us have had our issues with building relationships on our own in the past and understand that that takes time. It takes nourishing and it might take you know, uh, a little more extra effort to build that trust. Now, uh, one thing I want to leave you with before we jump to the next question, I don't want to, you know, digress too much, but if you do find yourself having a few minutes and that merchant is not completely shut out, when you want to broach the subject of merchant processing, I don't want you to talk about, are you happy with your rates? I also don't want you guys to think about, um, you know, asking a question that will just invite a yes or no answer. Open-ended questions, Right. Are you happy with your services? Yes, you can see your way out of my business, right? Interaction's over. Flip the script a little bit. Okay, well, look, you know, what I'm finding, Mr. and Ms. Merchant, is that the last 10 people that I've written up in the area, when it comes to their merchant service provider, not only do they not have an idea of who their agent is, they don't know what they're paying, they haven't had a rate review being done, um, and they probably have something pretty negative to say about that business or that agent in specific. So just out of curiosity, when was the last time you actually saw the person that set you up? A question like that can go so far. And what it did for me is a big tell, right? You're playing poker, someone's tipping their hand. That's a big time hand tip for me. If that merchant says, and I'll tell you right now, without even knowing how many businesses you're going to walk into or how many conversations you're going to have that day, 95% of the time that merchant's going to say they have not seen their rep in some extended period of time. And what that told me is that they don't have a rep. They probably have had their rates and fees increased since they've signed up. They probably don't know how to read their statements. They're probably not even set up correctly. And what we wanna do is customize a plan that's specifically built for them. Get to know them, get to know their business needs. What are some of the sticking points, right? And it all comes from that personal service. So the fact of the matter here is, is that you're local, right? You're gonna be their Johnny on the spot right? This is going to be something where if you're in that area, you go out of your way to spend money in that business. That merchant needs to understand that you will refer your book of business to their business as well. So by doing business with you, not only are they getting the best darn rates, service, products, they're also getting business. They're getting clientele from doing business with you. And that is such a valuable asset. Um, if you really think about it, by doing business with you, they are increasing their business on so many different fronts. Um, so look, I know I, I went around in circles a little bit, but um, really the main point I want to convey is that you got to build relationships because by doing business with you, you do your business the right way. That will definitely uh, end up uh, being very fruitful for you in the future when you start getting referrals, having to do a lot less cold calling because of you putting your best foot forward and being about what you said you're going to be about.
That's all good stuff here, Dan. And, and, you know, I don't know how many times this has happened. You know, me personally, I've got uh, many years of uh, sales background, yourself uh, included here, Dan. But uh, you give a great presentation. You're, you're out there talking to the merchants. You've got everything all nailed. You know, you're, 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 you're answering uh, questions that's being asked of you. And everything seems to be going good. And then the merchant turns around, does a, does a full spin and goes, um, I'll get back with you. I don't know how many times that's happened, Dad. It, it happens a lot. And, and that's some of the things that uh, sales agents are going to come across. They're going to come across so many different things. So on a rebuttal, how would you get back with somebody that uh, that you're doing a great presentation, everything's sounding good, you, you feel like you've got something, and then the, the merchant says, well, uh, you know, let me get back with you. This goes back to making sure that you set the tone, right? That merchant cannot feel that you're trying to be the, uh, the Mother Teresa of merchant services and you're just doing this for, for nonprofit, right? This is your business. This is going to grow or die depending on how well you nourish it. That merchant needs to feel the same thing. So if you've went ahead and, and taken the time to provide that merchant with a cost analysis, break everything down shotgun style so they can see exactly what's going through their business. And then that merchant says, well, yeah, I'll go ahead and get back to you. Don't be, you don't have to be too aggressive and it's not being pushy to say, okay, well, look, let me go ahead and look at my schedule. What works for you? I have an opening tomorrow at around noon. How about that? Set that. So assume it, right? Assume that you're going to get that time. Well, no, no, no. I'll go ahead and uh, I'll reach out to you if I'm interested or not. No, no. Okay. You, you make sure right out of the gate, these guys have to understand that you're doing this under the assumption that if everything goes right, you're earning their business, not having your time wasted. Um, if you did provide, your, provide them with a quote, you make sure you take that quote with you. Last thing you want to do is have that merchant take your hard work, use it against you to just go ahead and have their current rates and fees lowered, right? And all you just did was them a favor and you know, you're the one that's uh, eating crow at the end of the day. So set a time uh, within the next one or two days, preferably. Um, do not be okay with a merchant saying, well, I'll go ahead and call you. No, you get something on paper, right? It's firm it up, put it in, put it in your calendar. Um, you know, and also too, you know, I think that merchant's going to understand and respect the fact that you are being prompt, that you are being assertive, um, and that you are taking your business seriously by putting that in calendar. So if you got your laptop, your tablet, or your phone right there, plug it into your calendar, send them a calendar invite so they're on your schedule, make sure they accept that meeting with you right then and there, right? And then you went ahead and you've, you've helped your cause, right? Now you don't have all this stuff up in the air, right? And now that merchant has an understanding that you will be back there, okay? But if you're still feeling like you're not getting anywhere with them, you know what? Don't take it personally. If that merchant is, is simply not interested whatsoever, you can ask them, okay, well, look, is there something that, you are looking for me to do, right? Is there a magic number of savings that you're looking for? Yeah, right? and, and if it came to the point where you had two or three uh, uh, appointments set to follow up, the merchant bailed out on, I'll tell you this, um, one of the best things you can ever do is to teach your merchants how to say no to you. How do you do that? Well, you feel that from the jump, merchant was responsive. They love the quote that we put together for them. Hey, my business partner's out of town. He or she's back next week. Um, let's go ahead and talk on this day. Now this day comes, they miss the boat. Okay. Follow up, set another appointment. They miss it again. And by the time, you know, we're there to go and meet back up again. And I'm speaking from straight experience. This has happened more times than I can count. Um, now that merchants, their sentiments a little bit different, right? They're, you know, you feel like the, Oh, it's, it's not you. It's me situation. We've all been there before. So what I do in this situation, when I feel that merchant is pulled away and I want to make sure that I am, 
going to salvage this relationship in some way, shape, or form. I am not going to do this over the phone. I will find a time to get to their business face-to-face, -face, give them some positive confrontation, right? That way they know I mean something. Also, I'm not giving them a chance to go ahead and be on the phone, and we all know how it is. If someone spams us, we're not in a good mood, trying to sell something we don't care about. How easy is it for us to end that interaction? Easy, right? Press a button, bam, interaction gone. They're on with their life. Now, you go up there face-to-face, -face, right, and you get, you get there in front of them. Look, uh, you know, from the get-go, you guys seem pretty responsive on this. We had a few times that were set, uh, but I'm not sure what happened. What I need to know is what will it take for me to earn your business today? What can I do to earn your business today? Now, the key word there is the ding, ding, ding moment is earn. Yes, you are going ahead and you want to assume the close, but you're still letting that merchant know that their business is worth earning, right? So you're still being put on a, on a pedestal, but at the same token, they know you're not there to screw around. So depending on what that merchant says right then and there, you're going to know exactly where you stand. Either A, that merchant says, you know what? You're right. Sorry for wasting your time. Let's put some ink on paper. Let's get you a deal. Or B, they give you whatever BS excuse they give you. And mind you, they have tons of them, okay? So don't, don't, don't be alarmed. But I'll tell you what, that merchant does give you some excuse. Now all that merchant did was they took themselves out of your very, very uh, you know, um, hardworking to get their pipeline that you went ahead and established. Um, and you go ahead and you make room for someone else that's serious. You know what you do with that merchant though? You don't forget about them. Put them on a, on, on a campaign trip. Follow up with that merchant in three weeks. Follow up with that merchant in a month. Put them on a referral program. Hey, okay, here's the deal. Here's 10 business cards. I'll tell you what, every merchant you go ahead and refer me to, 100 bucks per live referral you give me, now you got them working for you, right? So you can take a lot of positives from these negative situations. But one thing you cannot do is you're going to go in there. Remember, you're not getting paid by the hour. So if you spend an hour of your time going ahead and, and, and winning that merchant over, getting a quote done, a few more times coming back, You've lost so much time making contacts elsewhere. Do you make sure you get something out of that deal? Get a referral, get a business card, get a time to go ahead and come back, whatever it's got to be, but don't burn that bridge. Don't let that merchant feel your emotion. Even though you want to go ahead and give them a piece of your mind, you don't do it, right? And understand if you treat these guys right, eventually it'll all come full circle. They will come back. Either they sign up, they give you a referral, um, you know, the list goes on. So uh, just make sure that you are about your business, you treat this seriously, and the sales efforts will go ahead and match. Dan, you always, all the time you come in and you close out the show beautifully. Dan, thank you for, uh, you know, enlightening us on uh, all the knowledge that you've accumulated through the years and talking about the most common objections and rebuttals and and everything that you provide. Uh, it's uh, incredible, uh, you know, wealth of information. Dan, Freed, National Sales Director for FlashBank. And Dan, hey, thanks for being part of the podcast again, sir. Hey, right on. Happy to be here. I appreciate you guys having me. All righty. Well, you know, I want to thank Dan again for being on today's episode nine of the FlashBank podcast. And uh, earlier we spoke with Austin Knapp. And please join us again for episode 10 of the FlashBank podcast. Until then, happy selling. Don't forget to subscribe to the Flashbank podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud so you never miss a new episode. To learn more about opportunities at Flashbank, visit flashbank.com.